The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, episode number 263, and we will be discussing the finale of Doctor Who Flux, The Vanquishers. And who are we? I am Kyle Jones, and this would not be Discussing Who if I could not say Clarence Brown. How are you, my friend? I am doing quite well. Glad to be on with you guys again to discuss this season finale of Doctor Who. Indeed, indeed. And also, it would not be discussing who if we couldn't discuss who with Lee Shackelford. Mr. Shackelford, my friend, how are you? As well as can be expected, I think. I am uh, I get to finish my, my school year and turn in my grades and, you know, it's um, it's all coasting now until the next term begins. <laughs> so, glad to be here with the two of you to talk about the Vanquishers. And you know what? I feel like we are not in a fixed moment in time, but we're almost in a repeated moment in time. And I'm going to pick up on a word that Clarence used just a moment ago, discussing the vanquishers again, I believe he said. If you're listening to this episode and you're listening to us as the episode comes out and are not listening to us at some point in the future, you may be wondering why this episode is a little bit delayed, maybe a good word. (laughs) So before I tell you why it was delayed, I think it's important for me to say, if you have not seen The Flux Part 6, which is called The Vanquishers, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? Well, spoilers. And I killed Sparky, too. Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review The Vanquishers. And as I was saying a moment before, this is deja vu for us, because last week we got together, recorded a review, Kyle went off on a tangent. (laughs) Kyle had a hissy fit. Kyle had a tantrum. Think of however many ways you could say that other than Kyle had a moment. Not the moment, but a moment. Would you guys agree with that? Not really, because um, I don't think you were any more negative about episode six than I was about episode five, which I outright hated. So, you know, it's. I, I think I just suggested we should do it over because I thought we could. I thought we could do better. I thought we instead of just sort of moaning, I just thought you know all three of us were just saying ah, it's the end of all things. So you know, let's just. <laughs> I said, let's, let's, let's back up and see, see what else we can do. See if we can do something different. For all we know, this may be worse. Indeed. <laughs> it, it, it may well be. But I will say this. I went back and I listened to our review of Survivors of the Chipnall. I mean, excuse me, Survivors of the Flux. Here we go. And- oh, Survival <laughs> of the Sucks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I did not feel venom from you. Mm. I know I was all up in the salt. I was all up in the venom. Oh. But we're, 
we're not going to get into venom tonight because what we're going to do is we're going to balance, not get too much salt, not too much venom. We're going to balance everything out because everything is all about balance. So we're going to give our top five and top five liked and top five disliked of vanquishers. We are on the same beam because I noticed that when I wrote my list, I wrote them as likes and dislikes. And I had started out as hate and love. And I thought, well, I don't know if I... (laughs) <laughs> if I'm going to commit to love about it. So, yeah, likes and dislikes. That's, it's just, that's all it is. I will say that I am so, 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 so trying that positivity train that I want to stay on, even so that I am going to make sure that we end with our number one most liked, not dislikes. I want to make sure we end it on a positive And because of that, we're going to switch up a little bit this week, and we are going to move announcements and news to the very end, because I think I have some positive news. So be sure to stay stay and stick around to the very end and check out our news. What a tease. Love it. Indeed. All right. So before we get into it, I think it is important to tell a little bit about this episode. So The Vanquishers was the final chapter of Doctor Who Flux, also known as Doctor Who Series 13. It aired on the 5th of December, 2021. It starred Jodie Whittaker, Mandip Gill, Summary View. Lee, I'll start with you. Summary View, what did you think of this episode? I was disappointed. It does not answer all the questions that we had opened in a way that I found dramatically satisfying. How's that? Mine is going to be right right along the lines of what Lee just said. I was really, I think I was more positive about episode or chapter five than you guys were. And I was really, really anticipating a, you know, fantastic finish. But I don't believe that happened. We have a lot of strings or strands left uh, unattended to that would have been fulfilling. I just feel like the, how it was resolved just wasn't my cup of tea. What about you, man? Obviously, for anyone listening, you can pretty much guess what I'm about to say. But more than anything, I wanted to love the ending. I wanted to go away from this saying, wow, Chibnall proved me wrong. I loved this. I thought this was awesome. That's what I wanted to say. Instead, for the very first time ever, I'm stopping it because I'm confused at what's going on. <laughs> Never have, ha- have I had that. Not because I'm wanting to think about what's happening. I'm literally not able to keep up with the story because it's moving so fast. And I tried to give it a second watch one day since we last recorded and for the first time ever in my life watching doctor who i fell asleep in it sleep fell no asleep more in it. and 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 i cannot <laughs> talk about sleeping sleep no more anymore because i literally fell asleep in it but we will get into it and the best way to get into it is to give our number 5 most disliked point are most disliked of the Vanquishers. And Clarence, I want to start with you. What was your number five most disliked? 
you kind of touched on one of my most disliked items already, and that is the the frantic pace of which the episode begins. That also happens slightly in the episode where we start on Atropos and we go within the time vortex void or whatever it's called. Um, but but I feel like this episode starts at a very uh, unclear pace in the very end opening minutes, and it was kind of confusing. And also, um, I will say that I listened to our friends from Cultum Collective uh, do their review as well, and and they echoed some of the same sentiments about the this the episode being very frantic, and and of course it had a lot of things to tie up, so they probably really didn't have a choice. But you know, I don't I don't know if I love the frantic pace when we had so much that we needed to get to, and needed to be explained well. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's my number five. And my my number five on my list of things I, I didn't like about this episode, <clears throat> and, and trying not to talk about the whole series about flux, but just about this one. But the the big payoff. <clears throat> oh, okay. If you don't mind me interrupting, I think it's okay to talk about the whole series if you want to. And the reason I say that is this is the this is not a separate. S- you know, this is not a separate story per se in itself. This is a serial, so it's supposed to tie everything together. So if you guys want to talk about the entirety, by all means, please, please do. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I just prepared to talk about the Vanquishers, but you're right. The episode certainly couldn't stand by itself. That was, but go for it, whichever but, yeah. way you want to go. Yeah, no, I, I guess I was just saying about this episode in particular, but I guess this, this is... Uh, salient to to all of the flux but the big payoff has our moral and ethical role model doctor aiding and abetting the genocide of several species mm. um, including killing the passenger form which i guess is a sentient being who really didn't do anything wrong i'm not sure but anyway we glossed past that but it's just there's a lot of life is cheap in a show that usually celebrates the value and importance of individual lives. And that, that didn't sit well with me, but it's happened before. And you could say, well, we're at war, but I got trouble with that too. Anyway. So that, that's my number five dislike with this, uh, this episode. And if I may just add, like all the doctor's enemies are gone pretty much. (laughs) We're done. It's what (laughs) we're going to go on from there. Yeah. And then um, we see a next time trailer that has dialects in it. <laughs> so does any of this matter? Does it have And I've seen a quote, I believe, by Mandic Gill that quotes, I believe, and I may be wrong about this, so I'm putting that out there that I may be wrong, but I believe the quote was that the Christmas or I mean the New Year special is confusing. <laughs> that, oh Lord. That doesn't give me I think they're in a time loop, spoilers. That doesn't give me confidence going into the new year if they're already saying it's confusing. Just don't get it. That being said, my number five is failure to weave the narrative into a satisfying conclusion. And it's pretty much everything that we've just said. It did not, as the finale, the episode that is the finale, it does not give me a satisfying conclusion it doesn't even tell me what the conclusion is so i 
think that has to be my number five dislike is that it failed to weave the narrative into a satisfying conclusion. So keeping with the same Clarence Lee and Kyle, let's now go positive with our number five most liked. So Clarence, number five most liked. Yeah, this is kind of weird because I feel like every negative I have, I have a a positive that's closely related because you're expecting it to end well. So it's it's somehow related to what the negative idea of what the, the episode eventually is for you, at least for me. One of my positive or, or likes is going to be the three doctors. I thought it was rather interesting having three versions of Jodie Whittaker on these separate uh, missions to help push this episode or this story to a conclusion. I thought all that was fun and interesting, but by the same token, it, it, it kind of aided in the, in the frantic nature of the episode. So, but I do ultimately think it's a positive. I thought it was fun. I wish they would have been a bit more brilliant with the way the doctor interacts with herself, particularly on the TARDIS. I feel like some of that could have been more fun and energetic and, and, you know, have them running around the console, pushing buttons and stuff. I thought, I thought they had a lot of opportunity there, but ultimately I do think it was interesting. I love how the doctor saved herself from, um, uh, the Grand Marshal was the Grand Grand Serpent. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's a lot of fun there with having these three doctors, but I just wanted a bit more. But it is a positive for me. So let's go into our number four most disliked. And Lee, I want to start with you this time. Most disliked number four. Not until I do my number five like. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> number five. I I didn't hear I, yours I'm either. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I didn't hear mine either. Right. So number five most liked from Lee. Well, let me add that I had the same experience that Clarence did. when I when, Once we challenged each other to come up with five likes and dislikes, I was interested in how closely related some of them were. But they're like two sides of the same coin. But this one is not. My, the, one of the, my number five thing that I really liked, and I know it's controversial, but I really liked the doctor consigning the pocket watch to the care of the TARDIS. Uh, mm. it, it suggests that the doctor knows the TARDIS is wiser than they are. Not something mm. that the doctor usually wants to acknowledge, but so I, I like that. It's like, I can't be trusted with this. Who can I trust it with? I mean, who really? Mm. It has to be the TARDIS. And a sidebar question about this, it's, this is, this is getting off topic, but Going back to human nature and family of blood, the Chameleon Arch gave Martha the pocket watch because they were in Edwardian England where pocket watches were common. <laughs> and when we saw the master, we guess he had one maybe for a similar reason. But why would the 13th Doctor have one? IRL, it's so we'll recognize it. But but we, we've already seen that you can hide a doctor's uh, past lives and memory in something else. So... This would have been an opportunity to make it something unique to her. And I, we just didn't do that. We made it a pocket watch again, which doesn't go with her at all. So I don't know. I think I have an answer to mm. that. Before we recorded tonight, I watched the behind the scenes explanation from Chris Chibnall into Doctor Who Flux. And he basically says, not maybe verbatim, but he basically says people recognize that as being 
a hidden life, mm-hmm. so I use the pocket watch. That's yeah. basically what he's saying. Okay, so he went for the <laughs> the Easy IRL. Way. Yeah, hmm. could have been a lighthouse, but <laughs> I, you know. Well, you know, having a lighthouse in division, you know, it just didn't work it's, out. It's, you know? it's, we tried it. It would have to have been a tiny little one, like uh, like Dan's house. And uh, what, what, yep. what's going to happen to Dan's house anyway? Now that I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but you know what? I think it would have been much more appreciated by the audience if there would have been a sign that was sitting there instead of a pocket watch that said police box. Or if you would have had a miniature TARDIS yeah. or something that would have just didn't make me ask the question, how did a fob watch get there? And why is it a fob watch? Well, that makes no sense. Yeah. So anyway, but but yeah, that's so that's my number five like. I, I like the doctor ha- handing all of that over to the TARDIS. One thing, if you don't mind, that I would like to add to that is I would have rather, I don't have per se a problem with the action. I kind of have a problem with the dialogue. And what I mean by that is I'm, you know, I'm putting this away so I can never find it unless I really ask for it. Yeah. That. That just felt corny to yes, me. Yes, I was disappointed in that too. Yeah. I would have rather have had the doctor say, it doesn't matter what my lives are. I am the doctor. What I do now is what matters. And then did that. Yes. That I could have accepted. This is also on my list. So I think I should probably bring it up. But it's on my most hated. <laughs> and it is not not in the fact that the doctor trust entrust a TARDIS to hold this valuable piece of information. I really like that. But the reason it, it, it landed on my hated list is because I just feel like we went through all this subterfuge with, with Yaz before, I guess it was off screen. We didn't see it, but they've been on this adventure. They, you know, eventually get to Cavanista by the time we start this story, but she's been secretly looking for, these memories ever since she's met the um, fugitive doctor. But when we get this moment and, and I can, I can definitely get that. Okay. I wanted this, but maybe I don't want this. You know what I mean? I totally get that, but it was just disappointing for me in that aspect. Agreed. 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 All right. So for my number five, most like I will go with the special effects. I think the special effects were awesome. And that was my, Number five, most liked. So number four, most disliked. We're going to go Lee, Clarence, and then Kyle again. So Lee, number four, most disliked. What is your most disliked number four? This fits neatly with uh, Clarence's uh, complaint about the storylines not being tied up uh, in a satisfying way. No, that, that, was, that, was, that was yours, Kyle. Um, characters. Because I'm a fan of Broadchurch, I expected so much better of Chibnall because of his elegant way of writing uh, characters and making them important to each other and making all those stories fit together. But here, characters who ought to have been pivotal come and go with no consequence to the story. Uh, Hmm. Diane ultimately comes and goes without leaving any mark on events. Kate Stewart, for heaven's sake, shows up, does nothing, and then goes away. Why kill all the Lupari? Even they are added to the story and then subtracted. When a simple rewrite could have had 
something else shielding the Earth that the Santarans have to destroy. Why kill all the Car- the, the Lupari? I mean, what? Mm. I, I just didn't understand that, and I found that very deeply frustrating. Really, really irksome. Mm. Interesting. It's right up there with what Lee just said, but mine is a specific character, and that is Diane. Mm-hmm. We open, and I know we're just talking about this episode, but we open this story with Dan really having or starting to form this relationship with Diane. But by the end of it, after having been been um, uh, sucked up by the passenger and being somehow miraculously smarter than Vendor to get out of the passenger, which I had a huge problem with, <laughs> she just totally rejects Dan without a clear reason for me. Now, you could say that she's been through a lot uh over the course of these six episodes and maybe she just needed time but she didn't say time she was just like yeah you know i'm good (laughs) basically Yeah. yeah that was really really disappointing to me especially with a character which i up until the part where she started to be smarter than vendor i really liked when she started to be smarter than vendor i started to question who she is is she somebody special and then she just outright rejects Dan, my man Dan, <laughs> at the end <laughs> yeah. of the episode, which that that just felt like a waste, a huge waste to me of of what that character can be. And and the fact that we only have three specials left, it's like, what was the point? Yeah. Yeah. I it was we teased that. the possibility that there's a lot more to her than than we that was apparent. But we're not gonna get mm. it. So you know, I love it when we're all on the same brainwave and it seems like we are in that synced up again because my number four dislike was literally on the same vein as you guys. It was introducing new and interesting villains and then only Xing them out in the end, and namely Swarm and Azure. Very interesting, visually stunning. I wanted to know more. You ascend them, disintegrate them, whatever the case may be, but they're gone. Yeah. Why is time their savior? (laughs) Why did they want to have the doctor on a constant destructive loop of, you know, having a flux repeat itself? So many things about their motives that aren't clear. It's almost like they're just a villain just to sake for how to have a villain you know let's tease some things that might be interesting about them but no explanation at all just go for the ride which you know i thought the portrayals were interesting and fun but i just i just didn't understand the motivation and that that what is what pushed me away from those characters mm-hmm. agreed totally totally agreed So let's go to the positive. Number four, most liked. Lee, what was your number four, most liked? I like that Vinder and Bell are reunited at last and that they have a new friend, I guess, in Carvanista. Um, (laughs) That last shot of them, the three, the 3.5 of them uh, together. um, I really like that. And... um, and if anybody can take a spin-off possibility and run with it in the Doctor Who universe, history has proven it's 
Russell T. Davis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, I just, you know, what was that? I just felt like this this wave of positivity oh, just like. Russell T. Davis. Just, just, Russell just, T. Davis. you know. Uh, wow. Okay. Cool. So the next, are we are we at disliked or are we at liked? We're, we're liked. He just, we want to hear your liked. number four like. Ah. Okay. My number four. See, I'm telling you, it just like oh, I was overcome with positivity. Russell T. But yes, number four most liked for Kyle is while wasted an appearance by Kate Stewart. Still, <laughs> it was a yep. wasted airtime. Uh, but I can't complain about seeing Kate Stewart. So that is my number four. Clarence, what was your number four? My, my number four is right on the lines of what Lee just said, but I just have only Bill on mine. But, you know, throw it in there as well. <laughs> but I thought the actor just did a good job. In a lot of ways, what feels like one of the weirdest introductions to Doctor Who that I, <laughs> that I could think of. Uh, just totally disjointed from anything. By the end of it, she did manage to work her way, you know, obviously connected to Vendor, but work her way into the story. And although still weird in, in, in the way it was brought about, I do still like the character. And I also think that I'm, I'm the more I sit on it and rewatch this episode, I tend to think that Bill and and Vendor are going to come back in some form in the before Whitaker is gone. All right. So let's move on to our number three most disliked. And I will start this one. This one. Number three most disliked for me was the explanation slash non explanation of division. You brought it back. You told us, or you you showed it, not brought us brought it back. You showed it. You teased it. You brought Tecteum back. You killed Tecteum off. So interesting. That's mine. Number three most disliked was the explanation, non-explanation of division. So Lee, what was your number three most disliked? Rather. Again, rather similar, but about the planet time and the temple of Atropos and the Mori. We learn that these are all pivotal figures to the operation of the entire universe. <laughs> and now we don't know anything else about them, and that's it. Mm. And, you know, I guess the door is open for us to come back and, and to sort of pick some of that up again. I mean, because the show, it's not a novel. It can't literally answer all the questions that it raises. But it seems it really felt to me like all of that, so essential to something something new that's been added to the Hooniverse, um, then just sort of got swept aside because uh, we don't need it anymore. So, I don't know. Okay, there you go. Number three for you. That leaves Clarence Brown. Number three most disliked. I actually have already talked about mine. It was the the refusal to open the fob watch. I kind of brought it up when it was raised before, but that was that was on my number three. Okay, all right. Well, then I will reverse this one. Number three most liked for you, Clarence Brown. What was it? Gavinista and the Lapari. 
I think they are such a cool alien. Uh, of course, a, a, a Wookiee knockoff, almost Chewie knockoff, but uh, the just for that character and that that um, costume to be on screen, and for me to never ever think, oh, that's cheesy. Um, that doesn't fit in with the flow of what we're watching. I just bought it hook, line and sinker and just, you know, uh, shout out to <laughs> the production team because they did a great job of making the character be believable. I think 90% of that is probably the acting is just magnificent and I forget the actor's name, but, but yeah, I just bought that character. I want to know more about Calvinista's adventures with the, uh, fugitive doctor. I, I need it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And yeah, I, I, I'm just intrigued by the character and I, I want to see more of them. Interesting. All right. Lee, number three, most liked. Joseph Williamson gets properly <laughs> thanked for his tireless work. And he goes back to his own time and place knowing that he had a role for one thing, he was right after all. And as a result, he had a role in saving the world. Wow. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so in the same vein once again with you guys. My number three most liked was likable companions, particularly Yaz. I think if one thing that I can say overall in this series is... Yaz, Mandip Gill's performances, she has been able to shine in Flux as an overall, not just necessarily in this episode. So I particularly give shout out to her, but all of the companions seem to be very likable in this. So that's my number three. So number two, most disliked. Clarence, I'll start with you. What was your number two most disliked? Again, this is another one we've covered already. It's Azure and Swarm. I just feel like as, as much as I started to gravitate to them, I just feel like they were totally useless. I'm not even wasted, just useless. Like, why? Why? I don't get it. Give me some explanation about why they're following time, why that's their savior, um, why were there, they in the temple and what were they trying to do when the doctor, the fugitive doctor apprehended them? Uh, it's just so much about those characters that just got dusted away <laughs> at the very end of the episode. And I just was left saying, why? Lee, what was your number two most disliked? The same. Dealing with Swarm and Azure in the end was ultimately, as my hero Ryan George of Screen Rant has taught us to say, super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> and why? It just it just makes no sense. And I let me pause to make a commercial announcement that uh, we'll be back after this brief announcement. But uh, thank you, folks, for listening to this. When you, you got other things you could be doing. And listen listen to this to, to discussing who next time. And we'll be talking about the classic serial, The Hand of Fear. So, you know, f find it. Watch Hand of Fear now. And you're going to see 
a a a, a villain who who looks somewhat like um, Swarm. So that's that's really what started this kick. But you'll see an alien, a bad guy, introduced in the story in a way that makes sense. We have a growing sense of their threat. And when they are ultimately dealt with, spoiler, right, I guess, you know that's going to happen. <laughs> it's on a scale appropriate to everything that's happened before. That's good storytelling in this in this genre. I don't know. I wish uh, Chibnall had looked at Hand of Fear or any of the other classic series <laughs> in which we encounter somebody and and their demise, their longed-for demise, isn't a disappointment. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Interesting, because you've hit on some things that I will bring up in a minute, but I'm so glad you brought that up because it will be quite appropriate when we get to number one. But since we're at number two, my number two most disliked item was the fact that we did not have the fugitive doctor. I know I am on a fugitive doctor kick, but instead of splitting Jodie Whittaker into three, I would have rather you split her into two, and for whatever reason, maybe she was out of time, maybe she was just there, but that version of the Doctor was there as well. I would have loved to have seen a scene with Carvanista and 13 and Fugitive. I think that mm-hmm. would have been so rewarding for fans, so much better than what we got no fugitive doctor was my number two most disliked where, so number uh, go ahead where do we leave the fugitive doctor well the only time correct me if i'm wrong but the only time we've ever seen her that is not in the mindscape of the matrix or in a memory is when they met and she was just in her tardis after dropping the doctor off and goes off and does her own thing so she could be anywhere she could be anywhere and anywhere. And when, and she will and ultimately regenerate into somebody. Well, yes. do we know that? Did we make? Do we know for sure? Sure. Do you know for sure that's the a past life of the Doctor? Has that been pretty much well stated? Well, we we know she doesn't know what a sonic, a sonic screwdriver was, and two had two was the first Doctor to have the sonic screwdriver. So that is the assumption that she's pre-Hartnell, but that then opens up the Pandora's box of why does she have a TARDIS that looks like a police box? And I still like the, um, I still like what Lee said last week, which was we don't see the face change between two and three. Hmm. See, I would think she would be on the other side of a mind wipe somewhere. And if that's the case, she still might not know what a Sonic is. So, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of think her doctor can be anywhere in the timeline. I don't, and that's just my assumption. Well, I, I think you're right, but I, I, I really would love it if we somehow addressed the, uh, the gap between uh, two and three. Um, yeah. But but, the, but all of this business about mind wiping does open the field tremendously. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm not confident that we will get one, honestly, which is a shame. But I have a 
if this episode is any indication, I don't think we will get any resolution at the end. I, I really don't. But one last, one last, I know we want to move on. Didn't didn't we establish in an episode with Capaldi that the doctor had parents? Did we not? Well, we saw him uh, in a barn. Yes, yeah, right. We, we've seen the house. Yeah, where supposedly the doctor grew up on Gallifrey. Oh, but but you know we've never talked about who Susan's parents are. Correct. I mean, canonically. So, um, yeah. And, and and we've got, I think we even reviewed it, and it may have been, I think it was the second Doctor story that we reviewed, perhaps. It may have been the Tomb of the Cybermen, but there is a episode that we've reviewed of a classic Doctor Who that the Doctor is talking about his family. And mm-hmm. I want to think it's the Tomb of the Cybermen. It is, because we've just about, picked up Victoria Waterfield, and in the previous yes. story, she had lost her parents, so... Bingo. And he's talking like you guys were saying about his family and he locks them away in his mind, et cetera, and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so confused. (laughs) Time travel show. Uh, (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right. So number two, have we gotten through our most disliked for everyone? Yes. Yes. All right. So number two, most liked. Clarence, what was your number two most liked? Professor... Eustatius, Eustatius, am I saying it wrong? Jericho. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. And of of course, in this finale, he has his triumphant moment where he, well, I don't know how triumphant it was, but he sacrificed himself. Um. Well, I guess he didn't set. Well, let me back it up. He didn't sacrifice himself. He had no choice. Because, no, but uh, he looked he, death in the eye and was not afraid. Yes, yes, yes. He stared death down and. And um, yeah, I just I just loved him in that moment, the bravery he had, and and seeing the arc of him throughout these six episodes, where especially in the last moment when he's saying that, don't don't worry about me, Doctor. You know, you've you've given me some of my greatest adventures for this old man. You know, so <laughs> I just I just love that character. I wish we could have seen more of him, and I think the actor. Um, just did a, a phenomenal job, uh, Kevin McNally. Yes. All right, Lee, what was your number two most liked? I swear to you, Clarence and I did not collaborate on this. But my number two <laughs> is Professor Eustatius Jericho. So did you both write his so did you both write his name completely down? Because yeah. is- <laughs> I wanted to say it like that. I I yeah. Okay. Well, to to just tell you what my number two most liked thing was, I'm not going to say the same thing that you guys said. I'm going to do something different Ooh. because I did not write down his entire name. I just put as my number two most liked Professor Jericho. There you go. So so I am I'm different than you guys. But yes, everything you guys just said, I hundred and 10% agree. I just love this character. I would have loved for him to have stayed around and kudos, kudos and kudos again. Very much liked that number two. Number one, most disliked Lee. I will start with you. What was your number one most disliked? Thank you for asking me because it means I get to beat the rest of you to it. Where is the rest of the universe? 
<laughs> Isn't everything except the Earth annihilated? And we're going to go forward with the time travel stories from, or planetary travel stories from here. Where are we going to go? Um, oh, I, talk about not wrapping up a plot thread. The flux destroyed almost everything that there is. And as far as I know, that's how it is at the end of the story. So, oops. And and, and somehow Bill and Vendor are just going to go off with Calvinista and have adventures. Where are you yeah. going? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, because we know the Lupari can't time travel. So, yeah, they're, they're uh, <laughs> well, hmm. well, we'll see them on the earth. And that's how you keep the budget down on there. <laughs> but let me just add this not only do you have nothing but the earth etc and so forth let's have this nice dan come join us moment on the earth even though the earth is the only thing that's left pretty much because we're going to have a nice feel-good moment yeah well he can't go back to his house (laughs) true (laughs) his girl dumped him you know what else is all right Number one, most dislike Clarence Brown. What do you say? Yeah, uh, and, and just in slightly different words, the resolution of the flux. Um, pretty much the same thing is is Lee, Lee saying. Now, well, I guess the using the the traveler to consume this all massive world consuming flux. I guess that works, but I didn't like it. I thought it was horrible, and for something to be such a huge threat, this one little human sized being can suck it all in. Um, I, I just didn't buy it. And furthermore, where we leave the world of this universe at the end of it is th- there shouldn't be anything out there, right? All the bad, all the enemies are gone. All the doctor's enemies anyway are gone. And it's just, they're like sitting around like everything is fine. At the end of the episode, I'm like, what? Business as usual. Mm. Well, I just watched it again. And to be fair, what the. Um, oh, for heaven's sake, uh, the passenger passenger. What? Yeah. What? Uh, the travelers on next generation. The, <laughs> the passenger. <laughs> uh, what he's absorbing is what's left of the flux. Oh, because the rest of it hit the Lapari shields. Right. I guess. Yes. Mm. Mm. So. That that does make it somewhat more credible, but but Diane tells us very quickly that her this is her brilliant solution because the uh, the passenger is full of colossal amount of matter. Um, okay, what is this? <laughs> uh, in other episodes, what we've seen is that the passenger is full of people. Uh, yeah, can, mm-hmm. we're, you're is, not suggesting, oh, are you? We just. <laughs> We, do we murder all those folks? Yeah, is that what happened? <laughs> oh no! I no, I don't. I don't think that's the intent, but I don't get the explanation otherwise. How does Diane know these things? Yes, <laughs> who is just, she? You can't just dismiss her like this. I, anyway, she's the and, master. And it, and it made no <laughs> sense that she had that. You know what I'm saying? It made no sense that she had that knowledge, mm-hmm. other than it was convenient for advancing the story and so much of this just seemed to be pegged as points of convenience to move the chess pieces to where they 
I don't want to say needed to be where they ended up. Yeah. Well, she was a person. curator at a museum. Yeah. <sighs> Watch the word curator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think she's a curator. No, but anyway, she 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 was a tour guide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know right. things about I know I, I know, know a few things about being a tour <laughs> tour guide. So anyway. Um anybody have a guess? about my number one. Anybody want to take a stab at what my number one most disliked thing about the finale of Flux might have been? Anybody? Does it begin with a chill and with a with a with a wall? <laughs> Is his initials Chris Chibnall? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe let me take a stab at it. Chris Chibnall? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By far. Number one most disliked thing about Doctor Who Flux is, without a doubt, Chris Chibnall for me. Who gave and you the future personal. to Doctor Yeah. Yes. Yes. She, he may have, but he <laughs> he has taken away more than he has given. Uh, uh, well, that's the Flux, baby. <laughs> I will stand by that he's taken away more than what he's given. And mm. I will say before about 30 minutes ago before or before we started recording i actually had something else i actually had the division created amongst doctor who fans because i think chris chibnall's era has made divided divisiveness of the fans a little bit more into the you have to like Chibnall or you're going to be anti-female or yeah. you, et cetera, and so forth. Not getting into that, but I think there is divisiveness that Chibnall has brought. So that was going to be my number one. Then I watched the behind the scenes. I have a few quotes and I'm going to make this quick, but this is kind of where I have a problem with Chibnall. One of the things he said when talking about Swarm and Azure, he said, I think Swarm and Azure were sworn enemies of the Doctor, sworn enemies of the Division. I think. You wrote this. You should know, not think. Yeah. He also goes on to say, I also feel like they put Azure in some sort of brutal memory wipe. Again, don't feel, know, and tell, and show. I just... <laughs> I, I just don't get his take on Doctor Who. I'm sorry, but I just don't get it. So that's my number one most disliked. There you go. All right. So number one most liked. I told you we're going to end this on a positive. That's number one clever how you did that. most yeah. dis. I mean, most liked. <laughs> what would your number one most liked be, Lee Shackelford? What was it? I loved the spectacle of this episode and really of the whole series, the scale of the story, uh, which I think we all agree. Sometimes there were unnecessary things that were only served to confuse and to add to the uh, a pace that you notice we're characterizing as frantic. And sometimes when we say that, we mean that it's it's good, it's exciting. But I think we're using it in the sense of out of control, you know, yeah. because we're going from place to place. But I also have to say the places and times and things that we saw over these six episodes were just staggering. And, and some of the, just some of the visual vistas that we got that, 
this, just this one shot of showing a Santarin occupied Liverpool, for example, just one example. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there are soldiers marching on the street and, uh, there's a, there's a statue out there, and one of the Santarans is kind of looking disapprovingly at it as the camera goes by. <laughs> it's just uh, I, everything about that I just thought was was splendid, and it's the kind of thing that we've we've been saying that we wish we could have seen. You know, in the classic series, we were always saying, "Ah, if we had the money and the resources, the things we would do." Here, and here they are. So yeah, you can't fault that. It's um, I just thought that was terrific. Yeah, I agree with you. Visually, it was um, just amazing, amazing on on every end. I, I really love the, the visuals of this of this series off the charts. Awesome, awesome. So, Clarence, what was your number one most liked, or was that it? No, well, mine's different. Mine is the further exploration of the multiverse, which we didn't explore a different multiverse much, but we talked about the concept and we even had speaking of visuals, we had a visual of division sitting between two universes. So I thought it was an interesting idea to bring back up in Dr. Who. And of course, when I think of the multiverse, it immediately takes me to, you know, uh, Rose and the other tent doctor over there in the parallel universe. So yeah, I, I really love the explanation of that. And it almost makes me wonder if what we've been seeing in the Chibnall run, is it the prime Doctor Who universe or is it some other universe? And Mm. I, and I haven't, I haven't (laughs) laid out my theory completely, but hopefully soon I could put something together to make my case that we haven't been in the prime universe or it could be the prime. It could be like an alternate version of that because of, um, this whole timeless child thing changing things slightly. So I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't, I need to workshop it a little bit. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a real quick question, Clarence. Is this doctor, is this 13th doctor that we see and we are following, is she an alternate? If in this theory, is she an alternate or is she our doctor? I think she could be. And okay. I also, and also, well, also at the end of this series, we hear time, the savior time, t- tell the doctor that uh, you can't regenerate anymore. If I'm remembering, right? D- didn't he say no more regenerations? Mm, I don't think. But then again, I only watched it once. Yeah, so if so, I'm, I'm not sure. sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll double check, but I could have yeah. sworn he said no more regenerations and I'm going to send you back um, for a reason I don't know. But uh, hmm. I, I get the impression something crazy is going to happen in these last three specials <laughs> that's going to attempt to have us saying, oh, Chibnall was awesome all along. I, <laughs> I think he's going to. Hey, we, he's, we've, we've been duped. We've been duped before. We've been That's duped true. before, but true. but I, I have a feeling he's he's going to attempt to tie all the loose ends. But who who knows? Mm. Who knows? knows? But I will say this, and I'm saying it on the air, and I 
know this episode's <laughs> going out, so I'm saying it on the air. If I am wrong and what you just said is right, I will sit and eat crow till kingdom come. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to say how wrong I am and it end on such a, oh, wow, he just blew my mind. I thought that would happen with Flux. I yeah. surely did. Yeah. I hope it happens in these next three episodes. I personally don't have the faith that it will, no. but I hope it does. Not not based on this, no. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not holding my breath either at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but to keep you guys from holding your breath for n- my number one most liked, yeah. this is going to sound corny, but think about it after I say it, and I don't think it's corny. I, I mean, I think it's really, really true. My number one most liked is... We had a new episode of Doctor Who. Well, and I know yeah. that sounds corny, yeah, right. but yeah. considering the history of Doctor Who, <laughs> yes, and the fact from '89 to '96, and from '96 all the way up to you know 2005, mm-hmm. there was no Doctor Who. We're having a new episode that we've watched the last few weeks. We've got another one coming up in another few weeks. Yeah. There are people in the past that didn't have that opportunity, so. Love it or hate it, we had a new episode of Doctor Who. That's my number one most liked. Here, here. I, I agree with that 100%. Awesome. So, gentlemen, do either of you have a favorite quote or a favorite scene, or do we want to skip that for this episode? <laughs> uh, I had a, a opposite of a favorite scene. <laughs> I don't know if I should be Go doing that. It. But I don't know. It, I really thought of this. It really was... Uh, in my psyche, when we Lee talked about it earlier with the scene of the flux and all the doctor's enemies getting killed. And I just thought to myself in my head, just this once, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, yeah, that's right. We, uh, we needed. <laughs> I wonder A if joke for, uh, yes, gone for crazy if, if she would have said that. Uh, well, we have abused uh, quotes uh, from a new who in the past, so um, yeah, why not? Um, but you know, it's interesting. My my favorite scene really was as morally problematic as it was. So I, I am being two faced here, but I really did enjoy the spectacle of the Santaran betrayal being flipped onto the Santarans. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think I think Clarence's. Uh, quip about that is the most clever <laughs> just this once everybody dies because my quote was suntar ha 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 but uh, <laughs> I, I loved it that they got it right in the face so but you know yeah. oh, it, it was it, it's part of that visual spectacle thing again that was just a stunning you know space battle for this show yeah. so that, that really was my favorite scene but um Favorite line, I still love the doctor saying of the doctor, I've got such a crush on her. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really good. Right. What about for you? Do you have a favorite quote, Clarence? Nice quote. I got to quit being so vain. You know? <laughs> oh, no. oh, that, that wasn't my quote. My quote is, uh, <laughs> uh, she, she rescued herself. Uh, another doctor. The same doctor. And her daughters. I do not have time for your delusional witcheries. Our strategy has been activated. 
<laughs> yep. Stuff. So I don't have a favorite Delusional quote, wishes. but I'm going to make a speculation. Mm. And considering the fact this is the season that it is, and we're talking Suntarans just now, I'm going to speculate that these, you know, Suntaran that brings all the little clone Suntarans, their first gun upon hatching or whatever they come out of says Suntar ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So Every culture's got to have a Santa Claus. Yes. And Indeed. as we approach the season, it's worth mentioning once again that clearly Santa is a Time Lord. Since he has a bag Absolutely. that is bigger on the inside, clearly. And yeah. I can't think of any other explanation for how he can visit every home in mm. a single night. Interesting. We may know and we may ask that question maybe one day in the future. Maybe not next Christmas. Maybe not this Christmas, maybe sometime it could be last Christmas. It could I know. be, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. But what I do know is final rating, one to five, final rating, and I'm going to go first. Ooh. In an alternate reality, I may have said less than this, but for this one, I'm going to give it, because of the actors who did an awesome job Plus, the special effects that were brilliant, minus the carfluffle <laughs> of Chris Chibnall. Mm. I'm going to give it a 1.5 Chris Chibnall's out of five. Ooh. So, oh, there's a scenario in which Chibnall's been cut in half. <laughs> okay, if it happens, the Bobbies are coming to your door. I just want to say, there you go. All right, so there we go. 1.5 Chris Chipnells out of five. And as, as somebody who loves uh, English candies, I just load up every time I'm over there and I'm, I'm missing them. I would just, as stupid as the scene was with the Santaran in, the, in the, the shop eating a chocolate, I did love seeing just the wrappings in the bags. And I could not help noticing that one of the things that he's chowing down on is a Mars bar, which I think is hilarious for somebody who's a planet conquering species. <laughs> he's eating <laughs> Mars. Um, but in the end, I have to give this episode two Mars bars. Awesome. And I love Mars bars. Ooh. All right. So number Clarence Brown, <laughs> Clarence Brown, <laughs> Final rating from you, my friend. What do you say? I'm going to give this episode two fob watches to the center of the TARDIS. There you go. Sweet. Awesome. 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 All right. So I said at the very beginning, we we're going to hold off news until the very end. Oh, so yeah. as we wrap up, I will bring some news. This is speculatory news. Thanks to Instagram. And it is a post, or it is about a post, posted by RTD, Russell T. Davies, within the last couple of days as of this recording. And it is just a picture of him with a Santa hat on, and it just says Christmas. That's pretty much it. So obviously people are speculating like crazy. People, some, are thinking well, he's going to announce there's going to be, you know, Christmas specials, maybe even starting 2022. Some people think there's going to be a Doctor Who's Christmas special by Chris Jim, I mean, by RTD this year, which 
you know, that's not happening. No. I think that we might find out who the 14th doctor is on Christmas Day. Mm. Oh, yes, that's true. That just, to yeah. me, makes perfect sense. It does. 